man, welcome to Journey Church. We're glad you guys are here. If you're joining us online, welcome. And uh, we hope that uh, today's going to be an awesome day. Uh, last week we talked about freedom. And uh, there was a lady last week that was watching online. I thought this was really cool. And she, uh, she sent me a message and she said, hey, I just want you to know I raised my hand, not for salvation, she said, but I want to be set free uh, from, from just uh, the, the, the trap that I'm in or the captivity that I'm in. And uh, so uh, we were able to kind of talk a little bit about what was going on in her life. And, and anyway, and so she kind of, kind of updated me throughout the week about how God had set her free from literally being captive last weekend. And so I, I believe that God did not only that online, I believe He did it in the room as well. And so prayerfully, some of you guys have had an incredible week experiencing and walking in the freedom that we have in Christ. And, and maybe you understand more now what that freedom is like and what it looks like than you did before. But God wants to set us free. I mean, that's what it's about. And today uh, we're going to talk about, you know, uh, really God's love. And so the good life is a life of love. You know, most of us like to think of love as, you know, a feeling or whatever. But love is so much more than that. There's different types of love. We, we know there's different uh, words and different types of love. But really, it's, it's God's love that really matters most. And, and so too often what we do is we, when we think about the good life, we're often thinking it's all about the stuff that the, the world has sold us on. We've been trained to believe that, hey, that's the good life. But a good life is a life of love. And so I want us to kind of look at that today. The, the good life begins with God's love. First and foremost, that's where it starts. And, and so we often, you know, we've been trained. We started this message kind of talking about that to think that it's about being in the right place, maybe on a beach, maybe whatever you like. Maybe you like the mountains, it's there. Or maybe it's not ever having to work, which God says he blesses work. And it's good for us. I mean, it's good for us to work. It's good for us to sweat. You know, it's, it's good things to have to do that to use our mind to have to do something. And we often think, because we bought into the lies, that, hey, the good life is really doing nothing, having all the money you need and all, all that you want, and all that stuff never satisfies. And so the thing is, is we, we go, you know, God, I want you to teach me what the good life is about. And so God's Word teaches us that the good life is really, it, it begins with God's love. In John three sixteen, we see this, For this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish but have, have eternal life. We just got through singing a song that was talking about that, right? That, you know, it's, it's, that's where it all begins is us putting our faith in God's promise and God's way, God's provision was through His Son, Jesus Christ. And so Jesus went to the cross for you and for me for our sins. Uh, he bled out His precious blood to cover my sin debt and your sin debt. And, and so that's how much God loved me that He was willing to give His only Son, His only child, so that we might live, that we might walk in freedom, right? That we might be able to experience true freedom and, and to be able to walk in that. And so here's the thing. God wants us to walk in that love as well. Not just in the freedom, but in the love that comes from that. Look at what it says in verse 17. God sent His Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through Him. And so God wants a relationship with every person. I mean, it's God's desire that all men would be saved. And so when, if we can get our mind around how much God loves us, and I think too often we think that God is out to get us. And really, He's not out to get you other than He wants to get you in a relationship with Him. He wants to be able to put His arms around you. He wants to be able to love on you. He wants to be able to literally pour out His blessings on you. That's what God wants from you. But we, we look at it sometimes like God's out to get us. The same lady I was talking about a few minutes ago that raised her hand last week. She started telling me, she said, you know, I really don't feel like that, you know, God is there. I don't think He hears me. I don't think He, you know, He kind of went through a list of things and... And I said, well, here's, you know, I said, I just kind of spoke some things back to her. And I said, just uh, just to be honest, I said, I believe that is Jesus speaking. I said, you know, God put breath in your lungs today. And, you know, and I kind of started sharing some things with her. I said, I think God's all around you. 
You know, and he, he's literally, he, he cares about you. I said the fact that you were watching the service, God was speaking to you through his word. And, and so we've got to, we kind of be willing to grasp that and say, God, you do care about me. You love me and you want a relationship with me. He sent his son to redeem us, to save us. That's what he, that's what he wanted to do. And so the good life continues to get better as we understand more and more about God's love. And so a lot of us would say, well, you know, man, I, I believe in John three sixteen. I believe that. And let me just tell you this. I there's no question in my mind at the age of 19 with all the faith that I had, I put my faith in Jesus Christ for salvation. And I know that I got saved at that moment. I knew that I, I, I knew that I was saved. I was I was born again. I was his child. No question in my mind. But I didn't understand, like I talked about last week, that you can be set free and that we don't have to live under the control of sin. I thought I was still a slave to sin for years because I, it took me a, a time spending time in God's word understanding more and more about God's love and that what he had given me, what he had given me authority over and stuff. And so for a lot of years, I lived as a captive when I really wasn't. And so I think sometimes what we do is we just we keep buying the lies that we've been sold, you know, and we don't spend time in God's word. And a lot of people, this is the way it goes. A lot of people say, you know what? I put my faith in Christ. I know John three sixteen. I know that Jesus died on the cross. I know that I'm a child of God. I know that I'm saved. I know I'm going to spend eternity, but we live as a captive. And we don't understand really the, the love of God. We don't understand how much He loves us. We, we, sure, we got fire insurance. Sure, we, you know, we're, we're good. We feel like, you know, I know where I'm going to go when I die. But hey, what about living here the abundant life that Jesus talked about? What about, what about living out the, our faith in such a way that, man, our whole life is changed by what we know about the love of God? And so what we, if we really want to experience the good life, we've got to be willing to say, God, I want to know more and more and more about your love. Not just that you love me enough for, to send your son, but I want to know how much how, how, how you want to love me through the situation that I'm going through. And I want to know how I can walk in, in your love daily. And so we've got to be able to say, God, I want, I want to understand more and more about your love. So let's look at this passage here out of Ephesians. It says, I pray that from his glorious and limited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. So what Paul is saying, listen, God has un, unlimited resources. And, and so I want you to understand. I want you to be strengthened. I want you to be empowered to where you walk in freedom and also that you walk in his love and, and that you're changed by the love of God. I had a lady the other day that came and sat down in my office and uh, we had, she had been writing a, a story and it was really her testimony. It was writing out, writing out her testimony and she had asked me to read it and I kind of read through it. And um, when we sat down, she was, and she was a little bit older in life and she was telling me, she said, you know, she goes, I'm, she goes, pastor, do you believe that there are a lot of people that sit in the church that don't really understand the love of God? And I was like, absolutely. I was thinking probably the majority, to be honest with you. They've got just enough Jesus to say, hey, I'm a Christian. But, man, they don't really fully understand the love of God the way that God wants them to understand at this point in their life. You know, now, we can grow in that. We can mature in that. We can develop. We won't ever fully understand it this side of heaven. We'll cover it a little bit later. But I'm just telling you, I was telling her, I said, I think the church is full of people that cannot understand fully the, the grasp of God's love. And so in her story, that's what she kept talking about. She goes, I'm blown away by how much my God loves me. My father loves me. You know, that he provided a way for me. And she's blown away by the love of God. And I think many of us, man, we, we don't see God that way. We're not blown away by the love of God. We're worried about what God's going to say. We're worried about how many times we've messed up. And we forget that, you know what, God is crazy about us. He wants a relationship with us. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And so here's the thing is, the more that we understand how much God loves us, you know, we, we begin to grow deep roots and we develop a solid foundation. 
And so the more that we grow in our understanding of the love of God, it gives us strength that no matter what we're going through, maybe we get a bad diagnosis or maybe we go through a bad situation. We go, you know what? God loves me and I know he's got me. I know that I'm a child of God. I know that I'm born into his family and I know that God cares about what's going on right now. And I know he has not abandoned me. And I know he's not left me. I know that he's here. And we know those things because of God's word, right? And so it gives us strength to keep moving in the midst of maybe chaos or maybe, man, attacks that are coming. And there are oftentimes there are attacks that just wear us out. You know, maybe, maybe like you, I've had a, a tough week. It's been a, a, a really tough week for me. I just felt like I've been under spiritual attack. And I'm not, and I'm not to play a sympathy card, but I texted a couple of people that I know that really pray for me and they pray, they pray with everything that's in them. I said, hey, I just need you to pray for me. I said, I am weary this week. I said, I just feel like I'm under attack. And here's the thing. I know what God's word says, but the enemy's lies are still so real, right? I mean, he, he wants to feed those lies to you. And, and so we've got to be able to say, God, help me to stay focused on the here and the now, what you have in store uh, for me and God, what your word says. But every once in a while, we need somebody to kind of prop us up. We need someone to pray over us. We need somebody to literally, just literally say, God, I want to pray protection over them. I want to pray for your blessings over them. And we need those people in our life. And why do they do that? Because they love us, right? And what they're doing is they're showing the love of God that God has shown them. They're showing it to someone else. And so we need to be willing to say, God, you know, show me someone I can love and I can pray for and I can pour out your blessings on them. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. And so that's what we've got to be praying for. God, help me to understand how much you love me. And maybe today you're sitting here and you don't feel like God loves you. I'm just telling you, man, He loves you with an everlasting love. He loves you with an unconditional love. And He wants a relationship with you. He wants to redeem you. He wants to make sure that you're, you're whole, that you're restored. I mean, that's, that's God's desire. And so maybe today there will be somebody watching online or maybe somebody here in the room that's going to go, you know what, for the first time I believe I understand how much God loves me. And He's not out to get me. But man, He wants a relationship with me. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. There's power. There's power that comes from God to set us free. We talked about freedom all, all week last week. We talked about, hopefully you guys have been walking in that freedom this week, but there's power that comes from God. Easter Sunday, I'll go ahead and tell you, we're talking about the power of Jesus on Easter Sunday. We're talking about the power of God at work. And hopefully you're going to be bringing somebody. Maybe you've got... One of these uh, invite cards in your seat, you pick one of those up. Take a couple of them. Take all you want, but give them to somebody. Last week, we were having lunch with a family from here in the church. We were at a restaurant, and the lady that was with us, she actually started uh, you know, in- inviting the girl that was our waitress before I did. And she looked at me, and she goes, I beat you to it. And I said, yes, you did. And, uh, and anyway, and so we were inviting her to come to church. She said she was going to try to come Easter weekend. She may have to come on Saturday because she often has to work on Sunday. And so... We handed her one of these cards and said, here, here's the information. Because she kept saying, what church is it? And where is it at? And so we said, here, take one of these. So we want you guys to use these. We printed these up for you to put in somebody's hand and invite them to come and hear about the power of God. That's what we want them to experience that Sunday. All right, so God's love will keep us strong. So as we are facing these battles, as we are facing these temptations, as we are facing whatever it might be, we, we're reminded, you know what, that God loves me, that God is not going to leave me. He's never going to forsake me. And he loves me and he's got me. And there's times, like I said, our feelings will tell us one thing. But feelings ebb and flow, right? I mean, they're up and down. I mean, it's like, you know, I don't know if I can base it on my feelings because my feelings are up here and they're down here. 
I mean, if you don't get enough sleep, you're a bear, you're a grouch, right? If you eat the wrong thing, you're kind of grumpy. If you don't get your coffee, you're all bent out of shape. I mean, it can be all kinds of things. And we're all over the place. So it's not based on our feelings, but it's based on, the, on our knowledge of God's Word. God's Word says God loves me with an everlasting love. And so God's love will keep us strong as we go through those tough times. And like I said, we won't fully understand this perfect love. And this is the thing. God's love is perfect. It's this side of heaven. There will be a day whenever we're no longer in this broken, corrupt world. And we will be in the presence of God and we will know all things. And, we'll, we'll, and God won't have to tell us everything. We always say, well, I'm going to ask God this. You won't have to. He's going to let you know without having to bother him. You know what I'm saying? And so he's going to let you know. But right on this side of heaven, man, we're, we're still growing. And there are times whenever we feel like, hey, man, I've arrived. I've kind of I've kind of got all this Christian stuff figured out. And I'm just telling you, God's going to say, hey, listen, you're not there yet. Let me just show you there's another level. There's another level. There's another level. And we've got to be willing to say, God, help me to, you know, have an honest evaluation of myself. And God, help me to look into your word and help me to grow daily until I breathe my last. We're all a work in progress, right? We're all working towards that relationship. And we're wanting to understand how much God loves us. And so hopefully today some of you will go, walk out of here just by the reading of Scripture and go, you know what? God's crazy about me. He loves me. He wants a relationship with me. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? That's a question. Does it mean no longer uh, mean He no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? I mean, what, what, what he's asking, he's saying, listen, can anything separate us from the love of God? Does it mean that God does not love us if we're going through a tough time? And maybe, hey, we lose our job. Maybe, we're, hey, we're struggling to pay the bills. Does it mean that God doesn't love us? No. I mean, there are times that we can look through Scripture where people were going through tough times, but God was like, he was right there with them. He loved them. He loves us. So it, just because we're going through tough times does not mean that God is not there. And scriptures say, for, for your sake, we are, being, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ Jesus, who, through G- Christ who loves us. And so if we walk through life with a victorious mentality and not a loser mentality, not a whiner mentality, going, you know what, I am, I'm victorious through Christ. It's because of Christ that I have victory. It's because of Christ that I have freedom. It's because of what Jesus has done, my faith in Jesus and his righteousness and his his blood being poured out, his price for my salvation. That's why I have victory. It's not because of anything I bring to the table. It's my faith in him and him using me and working through me. That's what changes everything. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Look at this one. Not even the powers of hell can separate from God's love. Even the enemy who feeds you lies and who wants to destroy your, your, your life, your marriage, your family, your testimony. The enemy who wants to destroy everything about you cannot separate you from the love of God. Scripture is clear, right? So it, it, he cannot win. He knows he's defeated. And what he constantly does, he loves to try to remind us of our failures, how we've messed up, how we've blown it. And that's what he works on. And we can either look at the truth of God's Word and we can look at you know, God's love for us or we can begin to listen to the liar and the one that hates us and the one that wants to destroy us. And too often what we do is we give way more ear to Him than we do to the, the God who loves us, who wants to redeem us, who wants to bless us, who wants to make us have an impact in the lives of the people around us. He wants to use us for great and mighty things. 
So not even the enemy can, can separate from that. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing, nothing, hear me, I mean, nothing can separate from the love of God. And maybe you need to hear that today. Maybe I need to be reminded of that today. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. He loves you. He's mad about you. He's crazy about you. Nothing can separate us from God's love. I mean, Scripture just made it clear. There's nothing, you know, in the heights, nothing in the depths. There's nothing anywhere in this world that can separate from the love of God. And God wrote that with the, the, the finger of, of himself, with his own blood, with the, son, with the blood of his son Jesus. He wrote it and said, hey, listen, nothing can separate you from, from my love. That's how much he loves us. The good life is sharing God's love with others. So here's the thing. If we believe that God loves us that much... And He can change our life, and He can set us free, and He can make us whole, and He can heal us, and He can He can He can literally restore. You know what what the locusts have stolen is what the Old Testament says. He can restore things. He can redeem us. Then we ought to be willing to tell other people about that, right? We we want other people to know what we've experienced. So if you're here today, if you're watching online, and, and you go, you know what, man, I know what it is to experience God's love. I think about the lady the other day who sat there and said, "I'm blown away by the love of God. I'm blown away by the love of God." She goes, "How can we not?" Tell other people about his love. And I'm thinking, preach it. Amen. She's right on. How can we not tell others what we've experienced if you've experienced the love of God? If you know what it is to have the peace that passes understanding, if you know what it means to be redeemed, to be saved, to be set free, to be healed, then why would you not want everybody to experience that? It's not something that we hide. It's something that we we share, right? And, And so the good life is sharing God's love with others. Look at what it says here in 1 John. It says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. And anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. So if we're a child of God, we know God, we have a relationship with Him, right? And so here's the thing, we know what, we know what love is because we know God. Now we are growing in that relationship, we're growing in our understanding of how much He loves us. And the more that we grow in that, the more that we have to tell somebody. We've got to talk to somebody about it. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Now, maybe you're one of those people where you're always naming all the people you hate. I hate that guy. Can't stand this person. Man, they get on my nerves, you know. And you've got your list of all the people that you hate. Well, God's Word says, you know what? You're to love them if you're a believer. Now, if you're not a believer and you don't have the Spirit of God living within you and you don't have a relationship with God the Father through His Son Jesus Christ and you hate all these people, you're just following what man does. But God says, man, if, if you know me and you know love, then you know that's not okay. You know that you've got, to, you've got to be willing to love people for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. That's John three sixteen again right there in 1 John, right? I mean, he's saying, hey, listen, this is how much God loves us. That's how much he loved us. This is real love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. We didn't love God. I mean, I was a sinner. I was lost in sin. I didn't love God. I thought there was a God. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for years, almost 19 years of my life. I believe that there was a God. I believe that Jesus died on the cross. I believed a lot of things. I believe Jesus was probably a good guy. But I didn't put my faith in who Jesus was. I didn't receive God's love. I didn't receive the gift of eternal life until one night I, mean, I came under conviction. And I said, God, I believe that I need Jesus as my Savior. And I put my faith in Christ with everything that was in me. All I could muster as a 19-year-old that didn't understand the love of God completely, I knew that I needed to be saved. I knew that I needed Jesus. And He changed my life forever. And I'm just telling you, that, that's, that's when I began to get a, 
just a glimpse of how much God loved me. Not that he was out to get me, but man, that he loved me and he had purchased me with a price. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. Since God loves us so much, we ought to love other people, right? We're created in his image. We're created to literally, you know, to, to, we're given spiritual gifts to literally help serve one another and to build up the body of Christ. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. In other words, let people see, you know, our good deeds and they will glorify our father in heaven. So in other words, let people see that we love people and that we care about people. You might be sitting here thinking, well, you know, I I love people. And and here's the thing, it's easy to love the ones that agree with you. But what about the people that are of a different political party than you are? Or maybe they're a different color than you are. Or maybe they're from a different socioeconomic background than you are. And all of a sudden you go, you know, well, you know, I don't know if I love them. I I, I, I like them. No, we're supposed to love everybody. We're supposed to love them. We can disagree with somebody. I mean, you can disagree with your spouse or your family or whatever about some things and still love them, right? And we can disagree with people. But the thing is, is we are to love them and pray for them and pray that God would change their mind or change their heart. More than anything, that they would line up with the Word of God, not necessarily whatever your political views are. But what does the Word of God say? So no one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and His love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us His Spirit as proof that we live in Him and He is in us. And so again, God has given us the Holy Spirit placed within us, sealed with the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. And so therefore that Holy Spirit begins to be a counselor to me. He is a teacher for me. He is a convictor of me. In other words, He convicts me of my sin. He brings things to light. He takes God's Word and He brings it to life in front of me. He shows me the application of, hey, apply this text or apply this teaching to your life. And so the, the counselor, the, the Holy Spirit is there. But it's proof that, you know what, that God loves me and that he's at work in me. Because the Holy Spirit should draw us together and there should be a unity of spirit in the body of Christ, in the church. And that we're on one mission, we're serving one God, and we have one message. And it's Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets the Father except through him. And we should all be making disciples. And so that all comes as, as a work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And furthermore, we have, been, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify the Father sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. They said, man, we've seen Jesus. God in flesh. And we haven't seen God the Father because, you know, nobody's asking, look at that. But we've seen Jesus in flesh who is God the Father who is literally taken on flesh. We've seen Jesus. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God, have God living in them and they live in God. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in His love. God is love, and all who live in, live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And so, in other words, man, you, you can't not love people if God is at work in you. We, we're called to do that. We're commanded to do that. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. In other words, we're growing in this relationship. We're growing in our understanding. We're becoming more and more mature. That perfect means mature. We're maturing. We're developing. And we mature to the point of where we want to use our gifts to build up the body of Christ. We want to serve those around us. We consider others more important than ourselves at times. Right? So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. Nothing to be afraid of. But we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. In other words, following Jesus' teachings. So Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. In other words, if we're, if we're living in fear of God's punishment, we've missed that God's perfect love. God's perfect love is that he wants a relationship with you. He's washed away. He's wiped away your sins. He's washed them in the blood of Christ. 
You've been redeemed. You've been changed. You've been transformed. All right, so start living that way. Start walking in that. And if, it's still, if you're still thinking, man, I'm afraid of punishment. I'm, I'm afraid of how God's going to take me out. I'm afraid of how God's going to get me. You've missed His love. And His perfect love, it literally drives out that fear. We love each other because He loved us first. If someone says, I love God but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? I mean, how, how can we say that we love God but we can't love the people He's put in our life? And He has given us this command. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers. That's, that's just our, our job. So God is love. And so we've got to understand God is love. You know, God, is, God is what it's all about. And the good life is a life that's filled with God. And man, it's, 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 the good life is a life filled with love. And so God is love. That's what we've got to be willing to say. God, you're love. And God, I want to know more and more about love. God's love is perfect. Our love is messed up. You know, we're, we're broken vessels, you know, and, and we are being redeemed. We're being transformed. It's imperfect. But man, God is the one that is perfect. Jesus was perfect. But his love is perfect. And, and let me tell you what we see you know, whenever we read the scriptures and we see the picture of God's love. It's, it's, it's supernatural. It's, it's stuff that we can't even hardly get our mind around. But God... God's love is perfect. God's love gives us confidence. We read that in that passage where it talks about we, we confidently come before Him because we know He loves us. We're not afraid to come to the Father. I saw a post uh, not too long ago where someone said, you know, whenever, whenever you know, you have a, a religious mentality, when you mess up, you, you, don't, you, you hide from the Father, your Father. But when you have a relationship mentality, when you mess up, you tell the Father. In other words, you're going to Him. You're saying, Father, I've messed up. I've blown it. I'm confessing to you. I've sinned. And so whenever you have a relationship, you have a loving relationship, and you understand you have a loving Father, whenever you've blown it, you go to Him. You don't hide from Him. And you bring it to Him because He loves you. So God, God's love gives us confidence. And then God's love expels all fear. So there's no fear of death if we're, if we're born again. If you have the love of God and you have faith in jesus christ and you have surrendered your life to him there is no fear of death we don't fear death we read that last week god's given us freedom from that he set us free from the fear of death and he, he doesn't want you to live in fear of failure he wants you to he wants you to go you know hey listen i love you i'm proud of you and and i want you to keep taking steps i want you to keep taking chances you know and, and walking towards me just keep walking towards me just like you know a mom or a dad whenever they've got their little baby and he's taking his first steps and he messes up and he falls down they don't go man you, you blew it they go, hey, he took a step. You know, they get all excited. One step. And they celebrate. They take pictures. and They post it everywhere, right? They, they're celebrating. Then he takes another one. And all of a sudden, then they're going like, doggone, man, now he's walking everywhere. You know, because now he's into everything or she's into everything. But the thing is, is God, God love, God's love expels all fear. It's not any fear. Man, we're, we're just walking through life and growing in our understanding of who God is, how much he loves me, how much he loves us. And you know what? And we're experiencing the abundant life. That's what God desires. It's for us to walk in that love. And so the good life is a life of love. You might be sitting here and say, well, Mike, you know, I don't know if that's me. And if it's not, then you've got some heart inspection to do today. You need to ask the Holy Spirit, show me what's going on here. Why is my heart so hard or so calloused or so cold? Why do I hate so many people? Why am I so bitter? Why am I so angry? God, I need you to do some, do some, maybe some soul searching in me. God, show me what's going on in my heart. 
Why do I not have the love of God in my life? Why do I not see people around me and see their needs and care about them? Why do I hate so many people? Why do I hate, you know, all these people that just don't agree with me? And so, God, I want to ask you, if you will, to change my heart today. And, God, I want to live a life of love. Look at what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It says, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of all angels but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. So, you know, we started out the series talking about how oftentimes we've been trained to think that the good life is stuff, things. Maybe for some of you, you think, hey, it's knowledge. You would have, be able to have all the knowledge. Maybe, hey, it's ability, be able to do certain things. I like to be able to sing or I like to be able to do this. And, and so we look... You know, we look around and we go, hey, that's the good life, being able to do all that. But what Scripture says, if I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. In other words, it's not enough, right? It's really useless in some ways. If I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. You can be the greatest teacher, greatest preacher. You can have so much faith, you know, that, man, people are just wowed by that. But if you don't love people, nothing. See, God's given us a different picture than what the world gives. He said, man, it's not about recognition. It's not about being known. It's about loving others. Because that's what God does. God loves people. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. What he's saying right there is, hey, listen, man, you know, you can make, you know, you could, you could be a martyr, man. I mean, you could be the one to go down and you could go down in history or you think you're going down in history. But, I mean, if you just did it all about yourself and you could brag about it, you gain nothing. It's about loving people. Verse 4 here says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wronged. That seems supernatural, doesn't it? It's because it is. See, that's, this is a picture of perfect love. So God's love is perfect. And we look at that and we go, man, you know, how, how, how do you do that? It's the power of God. It is the love of God. It is the presence of God. It is the mind of God. It is trusting God that allows us to do that. And that's where perfect love comes from. It comes from God the Father. It's not, the, not, it's not this feeling, but it's a decision. It's a surrender. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. That's perfect love. That is God's love. And I'm just telling you, God's saying, hey, listen, for some of you in the room, you need to grow in your understanding of my love. This perfect love. It can change how you look at people, change how you look at this world change what you think might be the good life and God's saying hey listen just trust me maybe for you the next step today is to receive God's gift of love by faith in Jesus you say you know what 
I've grown up being religious. I've grown up going to church. I've been trying to earn God's love all this time rather than just receive it by faith. Maybe there's somebody today watching online or maybe here in the room that today you've decided to put your faith in Jesus and receive the gift of eternal life and to receive God's incredible love. See, I believe there's a lot of Christians in the room, probably a lot watching online as well. And you might think, well, Mike, I got that nailed down. I'm good there. But what about loving others? What about your understanding of God's love? Are you spending time in His Word? Are you spending time studying the Scriptures? Are you spending time listening? Are you spending time loving others? Are you willing to forgive someone? Are you willing to serve someone? Are you willing to bless someone? Are you willing to pray for someone? What is it that God is showing you right now that, you know what, your heart is hard. Maybe it's cold. And you need to, you need to let me change your heart is what God is saying. There may be some things you need to lay down at the altar. Maybe some things you just need to say, God, I've tried and I've blown it. And I'm giving it to you. God, I want to I quit walking through life feeling like you're after me in a bad way and know that you are for me in a loving way. I want to ask you just to bow your heads and close your eyes. And, and you do business with God, however God leads you to do business. And maybe you're here in the room or maybe you're watching online and you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ for salvation. You've never experienced his love. Maybe it's just been religious. Maybe you've just been churched. But today you realize you need to experience God's love by faith. And so I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Just right where you're at, just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe that you are the Son of God. Jesus, I believe that you went to the cross and I believe that you laid down your life, that you bled out your precious blood for me. And so Jesus, with all the faith that I have, I'm asking you to come into my life, to be my leader, to be my Lord, and to save me, to change me from the inside out. And so, Jesus, I want to quit living the way I've been living. That's repentance, and I want to live for you. That, when repentance is a change of mind, it's a change of thinking, how we think about Jesus, and it's a change of thinking how we live and a change of thinking about what we believe about sin. And so hopefully for some of you today, you believe that Jesus can set you free. And so I want to ask you, if you just prayed that prayer, if you just said, hey, Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. Jesus, will you come into my life? Will you be my Lord? Will you be my Savior? Will you forgive me? I want to quit living the way I've been living. I want to live for you. If you just prayed that prayer, would you raise your hand and say, Mike, I just prayed that prayer with you. I see your hand back here. I see your hand right there, and I see your hand right here. I see your hand right here. I see your hand. I mean, there's hands all over the room. Praise God. Well, let me just tell you, that's how we're saved, by faith in, in, in what Jesus has done. By faith in what Jesus has done. If you just prayed that prayer, the Bible says that you're a child of God. You're adopted into His family. And let me just say to all of you that raised your hand, welcome home. Welcome to the family of God. Welcome home and welcome to freedom. Welcome to a, a, a God that loves you and wants a relationship with you. And you just established that. It's awesome. If you're watching online and you made a decision, man, let us know. Text us and let us know. Contact us some way and let us know. But I believe that God is still working in this room. I praise God for these that have 
put their faith in Jesus for salvation. But I believe there's a lot of Christians that are sitting in this room that have hard hearts, cold hearts, calloused hearts. And you need to ask God to change your heart and to give you a love for people. Maybe give you a love for God that you can't get over. I'm going to ask everyone just to stand. You respond as the Holy Spirit leads. The prayer team's going to be here at the front. Worship team's going to lead us through a song. And as they lead us through that song, I just want you to respond. Maybe there's something you need to go lay down at the altar. Maybe there's something you need to let go of. But church, I want us to real quick, those that raise their hand for salvation, the rest of it, hey, listen, let's just clap it up for them. Welcome. Welcome to the family of God. You, you respond as the Holy Spirit leads you, but just trust Him today. He loves you.